Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three, Three Wanting Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, witches. Hello. Hello. So, how are we doing today? I'm better now that it's Friday. Honest. <laughs> it's a long weekend. Yes, thank Ooh, God. Holiday. Seriously, this week has been like awful. With like just random problems. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like like like, <laughs> like my six year old having an accident at his school. Oh no, I wasn't suggesting you say. I was just making fun of you because you say like I know a lot. I say it a lot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, it was a short week for me because I took the day off, but I, like I had told you all earlier, it wasn't actually a day off. I did a lot of stuff. <laughs> this weekend, our parents are celebrating their 50th anniversary, and our mom has gotten Bridezilla on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Inviting anybody and everybody. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And also... This weekend is the screening of our brother's film for the CC7D, I think. That's what it's called. Yeah. Film festival thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to that on Sunday. It's a whole busy-ass weekend. Is that yeah. a whole day thing? Uh, it's a few hours. I think it's for... Well, I'm only going for like an hour, but I believe it goes for several hours because there's different flights for the different character car- categories. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But then afterwards, they have an award ceremony. I don't go to that. Mm. I just go watch it and then go home. Oh, that's cool. And it's screened at the Alamo Draft House, so it's really cool. Ah, is that why there's no movies there this weekend? There's some. We're looking for... Well, lately, I've noticed that they haven't had that many. Well, yeah, because they they take up half of it, but the other side still plays movies. That's cool. And you'll be in the aircon. Eating popcorn. (laughs) With my mama. Me and my mama. Yeah. Oh, party time. Oh, yeah. Sister's not going? Um, I am going, I think. I think. Have you bought a ticket yet? Because otherwise you have to buy it at the door. I think that today might be the last day you can buy it online. Well, then I'm buying it today. <laughs> Sold out. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's that popular. Um, that I, Yeah. I mean, it does get pretty busy. It does. But it won't sell out. I don't think. No, uh-huh. no. Is it just like surrounding areas, or it's uh, yeah, it's surrounding areas. But I think people come from different towns, like San Antonio and Austin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. It's gotten little by little bigger and bigger, I think. But it's still small enough that it can just be held on half of the Alamo. Yes. Can they find any of his projects like online? Like on oh YouTube? yes, yes. He has a. I want to say he's got a YouTube account. And it's they're called Bridge Burners. Yes, check them out. Yeah. He's also the our brother that made that song, the intro and outro. <laughs> yes. Plus the banana. banana. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's start off the show by presenting our Insta question of the week. Yes. What is your unpopular Akatar opinion? We had a few answers. First one was, Elaine and Azriel are a no-go for me. I'd prefer Gwen for him. Mm. Elaine can date her plant. Oh, <laughs> damn. They, they included that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh. I'm a hater for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Amarin is shady as hell, and Azrael suspects something but can't find proof. I put that one because honestly, I felt like that was how he was reacting to her when we first get introduced to mm-hmm. all of them in mm-hmm. Akamath. He was like, "Some we have company. Oh. Just say Amarin's here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, shh, don't say anything. Like he's, no, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He like made a weird face or did, reacted coldly or something like that. Uh-huh. Elaine and Lucian are ill-fitted for each other, personality-wise. Yeah, no. she needs to date her plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, that's totally true. Yeah. Honestly. He's so social and nice and, like, outgoing. And she's, Sarcastic like, and... Yeah, and she needs to be coddled. She needs it. She yeah. needs somebody who's, like, nurturing and wants to babysit her. Or she could have that one, but... <laughs> yeah. She's not doing it. Anyways. I don't know. This... Maybe she should be with Tarquin. <laughs> right. I Did they know. describe him? I don't remember. He's dark complected and yeah, he's good. he's definitely black and has uh, silverish hair. Like so, yeah, very oh, okay. light hair. But doesn't he have cerulean eyes or something? Oh, I think so. They're like <laughs> and Emerald says he's very good looking. Oh, so. yeah, ocean eyes. So <clears throat> I'll take ocean eyes. I'll take ocean <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I think that. He is pure and good. It's always a lame. He is. So He's like, naive. Yeah, they would be both naive, very naive people. Yeah, they can go be naive together. Aww. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. Ready? The cereal deserved way better. Like I'm, a room at the House of Wind better with all you can eat chicken. That was you. Yes, it was me. Yeah, you were hungry for chicken. <laughs> I am hungry for chicken, actually. And Anesta is where it's at. That's true, too, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all. All right. The first wine that we are drinking tonight is Stella Rosa. Stella Rosso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she says drinking, but Sorry. it's been drunk. <laughs> it's really good. It is very good. You're going to hear me pour it right now. She's actually peeing. Oh. She likes to pee. She's an <laughs> exhibitionist. <laughs> I am peeing. So, last time we ended with... Feyre about to go out on the town with um, Rhysand and his crew, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a power hour. What's it called? After work. <laughs> oh, happy hour? Happy, happy hour. Power hour. Dang, power hour. Is it power after work? Isn't power hour like when you slam it down? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, like you take shots and drinks and it's like... All right, I like power hour now. Google it. <laughs> like last call. Do Dr. Google. And the mat shots. <laughs> Oh, gross. <laughs> tell, tell them about the mat shot. So What's a mat shot? A mat shot is, do you know, like, those rubbery mats on the bar? Every time they Aww. pour drinks, something spills over. But they have this little, like, I don't know what you would call them, like, indentions, right? To catch all the everything. Uh-huh. And then they pour all of that into a shot glass, oh, and that's a mat shot. That is nasty. It's like drinking sweat or something. Oh, gross. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're they're dishwashed or whatever they're called. Ooh. Power hour involves taking a shot of beer every 60 seconds for one hour. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. What the hell? One shot of beer every 60 seconds in one hour is equivalent to seven and a half beers. Hmm. So, seven and a half beers in one hour. Jeez. So, chapter 29. During their night out, 
on the town, Vera hangs back and just observes Reese and his inner circle. It's so unusual for her to see their normal conversation about sports, shops, music, all while they are facing so much with the King of Hybern. The city of Valaris is so much different than her podunk village. It was lively with all the shops open, musicians, I can't say it. What Mus- kind of music do you think that they're like talking Sometimes about? Sometimes I think of like an accordion. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I don't know why. I think like violin or something. Well, like they're talking about like, it seems like it would be popular music. Yeah. Or... yeah no, it's, it's an accordion. <laughs> it's an in the streets. Right. And then shoppers going about. So let's see. The bar- Me- the, a barbershop quartet. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yes. not the fiddle. Oh, the fiddle. Yeah. You gotta have fiddle in the band. <laughs> She'd never even seen a theater before. Oh. So I have a question. What? Does it bother you when people say theater? Theater? Yeah. Theater. Uh, it, theater. Apparently it's a southern thing, I think. Oh, really? Theater. Because it's not theater. It's theater. Oh. I never, I've never, I never really noticed. paid attention. Never pay, yeah. Never I paid have. Attention. How do you say button? Do you say button? Yeah. I have a friend that says button. Oh, no. I was like, why? But that's how it reminds me of that. That's weird. (laughs) Stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) They eventually reach a Riverside restaurant. The owner actually greets them all. (laughs) I sound like a chicken on the cheek. In the time of COVID, I'd say, no, thank you. (laughs) Well, except for Amarin, right? Nobody wants to kiss that bee. No. The owner speaks with Reese about the possibility of the costs of spices rising due to the conflict with Hybern, and he assures her that they would find a way to keep them from skyrocketing. Vera sees the owner smiling, much like she used to when she painted. Oh no, is this foreshadowing? She's going to be thinking about painting that foreshadowing. No, not again. When she did something she loved so much, it didn't feel like work. Oh, well, you know what, Feyre, your painting wasn't work either. (laughs) So I'm just kidding. The owner brings out a metal goblet full of dark liquid and puts it before Amarin. Amarin tells her that she didn't need to do that. And the owner replies that they needed the bees for a roast the next day anyway. And Amaranth drinks. You desperately wanted to say Amaranth. Oh, right <laughs> But she is mentioned later, so. She loves So I'm okay. <laughs> when she gives her compliments to the owner, Paris sees that it was blood. What's funny is she tells her that it was spiced just right, right? Something like yes. that. And I'm like, why would it? Is it spiced with, like, cinnamon? I imagine some yeah. cayenne pepper. Okay, <laughs> like a like a michelada. I would say it's it's like a blood mary, bloody mary, no blood mary, right? Blood mary, bloody mary. <laughs> okay, did you guys ever do that bloody mary thing in the oh, mirror? No. I was too chicken. Did you? Yeah. I would never. Do did you say yes? Yeah. Okay. So okay. So I didn't. Per- I didn't personally do it, but I was next to the person who did it mm. when we were in this. I was in the sixth grade. We went to Miranda City, and the kids there were all about it. And so Miranda City is like. The tiniest town you can ever think of, right? Mm-hmm. So they used to have a high school, right? But when we went, it was only pre-K through sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Middle school and high school were shipped out to the next town, which was also quite small. <laughs> the, the town was smaller than 300 people. Yes. Oh, damn. But the high school still existed there, mm-hmm. and they used it for certain classes, like dare. <laughs> but they also had a huge gymnasium, which they still used. 
in the gymnasium, there was locker rooms because there used to be a high school there. Uh-huh. Uh, but the lights were never on in there, and so that's where it was done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, what the hell? And let me tell you, that place was creepy because it was like a deserted town. It just, that's what it felt like, at least. You so know? did they see anything? No, of course not. <laughs> no, of course not. They all leave absolutely full, and more mentioned she needs to go dancing because of it. She suggests Rita's up the street, as is the first to say he's game, and then he looks to Cass, which is funny because I wouldn't imagine I Cass would not either. <laughs> what up? I'm going. Let's go dancing. He's just like, I want to go watch more dance. Do, do you think he dances like a chip and deal? Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. Like he totally does. Like oh my god, no. Tatum. No. Maybe Cassian does. Uh, Cass says he'll go for drinks, but not dancing. Aww. And the three head toward the bar. Fear not wanting to go dancing looks for Amarin, but she's not there. Reese informs her that she's at the restaurant getting a blood cocktail to go. <laughs> she asks, why blood? And Reese said that he thought it was impolite to ask. Um, so, oh, this is I funny. I don't know about you, but I would have asked... <laughs> Maybe he was afraid. I mean, <laughs> I know, maybe, right? maybe, yeah. Maybe he's, he, he, he thought, Right, exactly. Maybe he thought that she might tap him right. if he asked. So of the inner circle, who do you think is the best dancer and who do you think is the worst? More is absolutely the best dancer. Yeah, probably. Because she does it so much, She's real fancy, months, right? yeah. However, she pales in comparison to Feyre while on Fairy Wine. Uh, Hey, do you think her becoming a high fae also enhances her dancing abilities and all of a sudden she's like this pro dancer? Absolutely. Yeah. What's so funny is that we've just deemed her a horrible dancer. We don't even know that she's a bad dancer. Or <laughs> no, she's, she's good at one of those things and it's it's not painting, so it's dancing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so, I'm totally joking. So who's the worst? Who's yeah. the worst? Cassian? He doesn't, uh, to me, I feel like he'd have two left feet. Like, Maybe, because he does count himself out, right? And I bet Rhysand's really been trained since he was, like, right. a toddler. Right, he goes to a lot of functions, so you think yeah. that he does something. He's so fancy. totally Amarin, though. She's... That's right. It might be Amarin, because she's not even from this world. She's a granny, mm-hmm. you know? She's 15,000 years old. No mas. <laughs> On the way home... Reese stops to comment on his favorite view of the city, the Rainbow of Valaris. It was his sister's favorite as well. He has his house on the other side of the river because he needed a quiet street to retreat to. Farrah next asks if Reese buys the jewelry for Amran to keep himself in her good graces or because they are together. Mm-hmm. And he laughs and says, when he was young, he once invited her to his bed and she laughed at him. Which is funny, <laughs> right? It's because funny. if she really is 15,000 years old, like and this, with the golden know, girl. She was still <laughs> old. A few thousand years old. Yeah. <laughs> She's, She's like, nothing no, baby. Just He just buys her jewelry because he enjoys buying it for a friend. Which... That makes that makes no sense. I know. Well, I asked that earlier. So, anyway, mm. moving on. <laughs> Are you a woman who likes to receive jewelry as gifts? If not, what do you prefer? I like. I do like jewelry. I just. I am one of those people that isn't gonna wear it too often. I need it to be like pretty dainty, almost like I can I can feel like it's not there. But there are times where I literally want a big thing of earrings, you know, like mm-hmm. the old heavy earrings, like the ghetto ones. No, <laughs> not, not 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 the hoops or anything like that. Not, not like there's no limit chain, girl. <laughs> so, Maggie, are you a jewelry person? 
Uh, I used to be, but not that much. I'm like Xandra, where it has to be dainty. Or there's times where I just want to wear my big chunks of crystals. Mm, I'm like jewelry. Give it, give, give it all to me. Oh, I, I know. I'll take the diamonds. I'll take the costume jewelry. <laughs> I'll take it oh, all. Oh, I know. I do. <laughs> I, I like the way it looks on you. I almost like I envy when other people can do it well. And I uh, myself feel like I cannot do it I well. think I'm just lazy. Like, I just don't want to accessorize. I, I, I concur. <laughs> both of us. <laughs> but so sorry like monday through friday i am plain jane don't sometimes i wear earrings uh-huh. i do but most of the time i don't even wear my rings i don't wear earrings i just go uh-huh. but it's because i'm running late every single day yeah. and so there's no time to think about that but also one of the times i took my one of the rings that arnold gave me a diamond fell out, so I'm so scared that I just don't wear them to work. Because yes. at work, there's a lot of movement, washing and hands, washing your hands, sanitizing, and I feel like that stuff eats away at the stone. Uh, the was it? I don't the know. I could be making that, it up, but yeah. I feel like it kind of loosens the stone. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I I probably am wrong, but still. So, if you guys aren't jewelry people now, what would you like as a gift? Uh, money. Oh, no. <laughs> Make it rain, baby. Make it rain. Crystals. I mean, anything. Make it rain crystals. <laughs> oh, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> like hail. I don't know why I had this tint before. Oh, my God. A divot. Sorry. I, that's, a divot. A, that's a joke to Arnold because one time when our, for our first house, I left the top cabinet door open and he hit his head oh my god and he was so mad he's like i have a divot oh my god in my skull hey those are the most painful ones like the soft part i thought it was so funny (laughs) because you know you're trying to be serious because he got injured when he just called it a divot (laughs) that's so funny all i can think of is like being able to tee off a a a golf ball (laughs) dude did you like frog again what? I think he ate a frog and was trying to come out. <laughs> what? Sometimes, it's, it's those three wine glasses you said. You never notice that sometimes you make these <laughs> noise noises. When you, you're you just talking and it just comes out. Did I? Yes. I didn't hear it. Do you think maybe she's possessed or something? <laughs> what did I do? Are you sure it's, you're not the one who did bloody murder? It I sounds did. like a frog. Oh. This is not the first time we've caught it on oh, the recording, too. Oh, weird. <laughs> and every time you do it, she's laughing. <laughs> Yeah. I have not noticed it. Oh my, well, it's remember, the first thing you notice. I probably cut it out, but in mm. this case, I'm leaving it in so you know what we're talking about. Do it's it. because every time you do it, I want to say, did you purr? I think it's Cause I, Yes, because one of the... Yeah. I left that in there once because yeah. you did it. What? A purr? He, she asked you one time, did you purr? Because you did, were talking and what's funny is it doesn't even interrupt your speech. You're just talking and it's like... <laughs> I'm not even, it sounds like that. It's like you have a squeaker or something. It just makes that noise. I don't know. That's hilarious. So gifts. Oh, gifts. I don't know. I I feel like when growing, getting older, there's like an obsessive thing I have for this certain candle. That Um, yeah, the circle e. um, Birds of paradise. Birds of paradise. I absolutely am insanely in love with that smell. I want it in my car. I want it in my purse. I want it in the house. I get so mad because I don't like candles. Because I don't like the way it smells when you blow them out. Oh, I love that smell. I hate that. I I cannot stand that smell. It grosses me out. It gives me a headache, and I just hate it. Well, I mean, also, uh, just FYI, any kind of Avatar gift, 
will be welcome. Uh, yeah, we know that. Thank you. <laughs> also, your birthday already passed. So. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. So she then goes on to the fact that he's never married anyone. He tells her he's had lovers, but never has been tempted to invite one to share his life with him. They all would have said no anyway. And this surprise is fair because she thought all the ladies would be fighting for him. But he tells her that marrying him would mean living with a target on their back. All know what happened to his family, and beyond his court, he is hated. Farah asks why. Why keep Villaris a secret and all the good he does? Rhysan tells her that the Night Court used to be Court of Nightmares and ruled from the Hewn City. An ancient High Lord changed this, sealing the borders and eliminating the worst of the courtiers and predators. Villaris was built for the Dreamers. To preserve it, the High Lord kept it a secret, and so did his offspring, and theirs as well. There are many spells that keep traitors from spilling secrets and keep the origin of their goods, their ships, hidden from the rest of the world. However, darkness grew again and divided his court. They allowed the world to see that half and fear them. And the Court of Nightmares continues, blind to Velaris's existence. She asks if no one knows in the other courts and it's not on any map or written about in any book beyond those written here. Fear changes the subject to Azrael. Did he mind the things he did to the Adder? It's hard to tell. He doesn't show anything. Cass can do carnage and then pukes his guts out afterwards. The only person who can get Azrael to admit any kind of feeling is more and only when she pesters him. Fear tries to ask about the relationship between them but Reese tells her that it's between them and Cassian, which is kind of weird. It's like a little weird. tripod. Right? It's very, um, if you were never in like band or like choir, the little relationships that they had with each other, everyone dated each other. It was awful to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably similar in theater. Yes. Kids. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. Yeah. They all like dated each other. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all the theater kids are going to be like, why are they talking about us? Like, ah, no, kids. I think it's probably just any. It's part of growing up. It's a group of friends. Any group of friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them, multiples have, you know, they've exchanged lovers. Well, yeah. I don't know. Especially in small towns, I think it's really hard to just find somebody new. There's <laughs> nobody new. Choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one of the ten? Right. As they walk closer to the townhouse, Sarah hears music. She recognizes it as a symphony she heard under the mountain while locked in her cell. It had kept her from shattering. She looks at Reese and asks why he sent that music to her cell. And he tells her because she was breaking and he couldn't find another way to save her. She then remembers the images she'd seen while hearing the music. It was a night court. Reese tells her he hadn't sent her the images. She thanks him, but Reese, of course, ruins the moment when he brings up the weaver and the adder that morning. And then he picks her up and flies her the rest of the way home. That night, while reading, a note from Reese falls from her book. He's flirtatiously asking her to tend to his wounds. She jolts out to him that morning in the snow. She sends back, go lick your wounds and let me be. The reply says he'd much rather have her lick his wounds, and this sends all sorts of warmth around Feyre. Feyre decides to play with him, asking where, and then also mentions that hopefully her licking would be better than his under the mountain, <laughs> which is quite funny. That I is mean, funny. tears. That was gross. It was kind of gross. Like, I smell, my face smells like babas now. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so, guys, what are your thoughts on sexting? I, I've never done it. 
<laughs> Why really? are you looking at me? No. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I'm surprised. I think it can be exciting, but with a trusted person. So have you never experienced that with a trusted person? No, I have, but I've seen people that like if you break up with them or do them wrong they're assholes and they just like spread it around or whatever you know it's kind of tough with social media being Mm -hmm. the way it is I'm thank god like social media was just starting to like right everything's worse nowadays yeah when it comes to that kind of stuff when we're in our you know college years and stuff like that my thoughts (laughs) on tech sexting is just like it's sexy as long as you don't put your freaking face be smart yeah freaking google images steal somebody (laughs) else's (laughs) smart sexting is okay and you oh i think it's fine if you're like an adult and you know what you're doing because I think 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, any of those teens, they're all idiots. And yeah. they don't mean, they don't even know what they're doing, first of all. <laughs> Give me a freaking break and stop doing that shit. Study. <laughs> get, a, get a degree or find a trade that you like. Do that first and then worry about sexting. You probably misspell it, too. Oh. Oh. She's talking to her kids right now. For real. Kids. Okay. So after more flirty notes, she tells him goodnight, and he tells her not to moan too loudly during <laughs> her dreams of him. But she doesn't dream of resand. Instead, she dreams of that hunky adder. Hey, <laughs> this just turned into Gross. a monster romance. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Chapter 30. The next morning, Feyre is starting her training with Hunky Cassian. Yes, he's so delicious. <laughs> Sign me up. In a courtyard atop the House of Wind. He's explaining the correct way to throw punches so that she does more harm to her opponent than herself. During his hand-to-hand combat training, Feyre finds that she's as uncoordinated as a newborn fawn. Her left side was no bueno. She could only land ones thrown with her right hand. Across from them, Feyre can hear Asriel and Rhysand sparring with blades. He'd already returned from the mortal realm to reveal to Rhys that there was some sort of barrier around the queen's palace. Eventually, they removed their tops, and she could see their ink flowing across their shoulders and between their wings. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Cassian tells her that they get the tattoos when they're initiated as Illyrian warriors for luck and glory on the battlefield. So, what are your thoughts on tattoos? I like tattoos. I like tattoos. That's when funny. they mean something. I don't like tattoos that look like they were homemade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I wouldn't get a tattoo only because I don't like anything for that long. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. my my interests change and man. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot of different tattoos that I think are so generic. I just don't, I don't like tribal tattoos. Oh my I don't goodness. like them. Mm-hmm. And I know for a while they were super popular in the early 2000s. The barbed wire. Yes, the barbed wire. Mm. I don't like that. And you know, I don't like those stars. I don't know what kind of stars oh, they are. Yeah, but yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? The nautical ones or whatever? Like the, the, all the alternative people would get stars. Uh-huh. And I was mm. just thinking, you guys all have the same tattoo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's not even special. Unique, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I think that if, if they have meanings, I like them. Mm-hmm. But I don't like when somebody does it just to do it. Like, I feel like some people want to be seen as this tattooed person. And so they just continue. Right. Like those ones that freaking tattoo their 
faces, oh, all yeah, kinds. Of, I cannot get on what I have yeah, a yeah. I, I have cannot. a cousin that has that, and mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like, what's up with you? And it's weird. He has the Dallas Cowboys on his forehead. Oh, that's so ridiculous. It's like, Girl. what the hell? Oh my god. Hey, Max, what's up with your family? <laughs> Some of them are inter- interesting pieces, though, like the professionally made ones. Yes, I do like, they're see really pretty. when you see some on social media mm-hmm. and they look so lifelike. Right. That would be like the only way I would get uh-huh. a tattoo is yeah. if I had to pay a million dollars for it to get done right. Yeah. yeah. Like those, I, those hyper real, those hyper real oh, looking yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Mm. No, I guess it just dep- depends on what they look like. And how the tattoos look on them, I guess. And yeah. that I would, because I don't mind any tattoos unless it looks weird on the person, mm-hmm. you know? Like it makes no sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to explain it, you know? <laughs> but, you know, I have seen tattoos that are like the very thin ones. Those uh-huh. are kind of cool the too. The fine line yes, ones. Yeah. Those are, but I mean, that tattoo artist has to be super talented. And have a uh, steady hand because mm-hmm. have you yeah. seen my hand? And my hands like probably hours, 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 hours and yeah. hours of work probably yeah. on that yeah. person. Yeah. I used to love watching what was it L.A. Inc. and Miami Inc. back then. Mm-hmm. I used to love watching those shows. Have you ever seen the uh, where they're doing cover-ups? Some of those cover-ups oh, are pretty amazing, like the blotched mm. ones where it's all messed up and they're doing that. Botched, botched. What did what did I say? Blotched. Blotched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It just depends on the tattoo, what it looks like, and I I don't mind anywhere. Well, the face, I'm not so quite sure. What about sure. cosmetic tattoos? No, I don't like that at all. I know some people actually get their like eyeliner gun. I can't. Can I, uh, my eyeball would get so inflamed, and my eyes are already yeah. so big. <laughs> just thinking about it. Well, because because some of, some ink just it doesn't stay the same yeah. color. It turns either like a it greenish yes. color yes, or, yes, yes. or gray. Yeah, or yeah, I'm like mm, no 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 no. Just and then keep you doing look dead, it. right? Oh, I feel like the people who where oh. theirs turns an odd color, it makes them look a grayish color themselves mm. and people tend to turn gray right before they die oh yeah damn getting morbid up in here sorry sorry leave it to joe <laughs> while checking out the topless specimens yeah, of baby. manliness she started thinking of painting again <laughs> oh crap <laughs> she even has the title for the painting cast comments that reese is out of shape which is funny because <laughs> He's still all sorts of hotness. He might not be as big as the other two, but yeah. mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's trim. He was under a mountain, Cassian, for 50 years. <laughs> Give him a break. Anyway, Cass asks about her letter to Tamlin, but Feyre isn't ready to talk about that with him. Instead, she asks about his feelings for more and his teasing of her. They get back to their training, and now Feyre cannot stop thinking about Tamlin and how he felt about her letter. Who cares? Farah <laughs> <laughs> asks if Reese told him about the letter, but Cass tells her he heard it from Az. He let her know that they don't think it's a joke. He just needed to know what his forces could expect, and he was just checking in on her. Farah could feel Rhysand's eyes on her ever since Cassian started the conversation. During her punching, Feyre tells Cass she's fine, which is a lie. She had done everything for Tamlin, killed the innocents, debased herself, died, 
And he didn't do anything to help because he didn't want to risk it. What an idiot. I know. He sat by Amarantha and only came to her the last night to bone her. (laughs) (laughs) And he had only begged Amarantha to spare her. He didn't try to kill her. He fought for her, but she had fought harder. He had the nerve to shove her in a cage to make her feel unuseful. I know, the freaking ass hat. <laughs> was that um, a grunt? Yeah, especially yeah, an angry grunt. <laughs> especially now that she's stronger and you know she's got her that she's she's a fairy. Right. I go back and kick his ass. I'm yeah. be like, bitch, do you know who I am? <laughs> Where's that cage? <laughs> Stick him in there. She should have kept Amarantha's finger. I'm like, look, oh, you better watch out, bitch. Oh, <laughs> she should have kennel trained him. Gross. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't want Amarantha to be chopped to bits either. So. <laughs> oh my god. The only podcast with an Amarantha. Sp- Stan. <laughs> I just think she was a smart lady, okay? <laughs> All while these thoughts are going through her mind, she's punching harder and harder on the sparring pads Cassian wore, and she then realized she's burned through the pads. I know how that feels. No, <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so oh, gross. Nasty. <laughs> ah, that sucks. Um, <laughs> she's sobbing and tells Cass that she killed them. It should have been her. Reese comes and wraps her up in his wings while Cass and Az start to spar. Reese tells her she will always feel that way. He knows because he felt that way when his mother and sister were slaughtered. So sad. But Feyre can either let it wreck her, let it get her killed, or she can learn to live with it. Feyre shows sympathy for what happened with his family, and Reese apologizes for not sparing her from what happened under the mountain, from dying and from wanting to die. He tells Feyre he has two nightmares, when he's once again Amarantha's whore, and ones where he hears her neck snap and sees the light leave her eyes. So, what is the worst dream nightmare you ever had? Come on, Max, let me know. <sighs> so the other day I had a dream. Damn. Damn. The fuck, that sucks. Damn. This wine is going down way too fast. Mm-hmm. I already finished the bottle. I know. It's, it's very it's like, good. You, you can't tell. It's just like... This, one, this one's really, really okay, good. Sorry, go ahead, Maggie. This one went... We interrupted your uh, dream. Sorry. Dude. You have the floor now. Bunch of bitches. Witches. Witches. There we go. <laughs> you said it so grumpy when you said witches. <laughs> the, grumpy, you know, the grumpy one is. Dang. <sighs> I don't think I've ever really had a nightmare nightmare. I've had bad dreams, but nothing that wakes me up makes me cry, you know? I thought you said that you just recently had one. Yeah, when I was parked at her house and they stole my car. Oh my gosh. How about you, Zan? Um, no, I think I literally had, like, family died. Yeah. Like, killed. Mm. Yeah. There, there was one that I was on a bridge. And I don't know. It was awkward because it was like a pier. Like, my car was on a pier. Mm. And, uh, like, I was trying to back up in a small space so I can get in line and go off, and I went into the water. 
And okay. I remember I felt so bad because I was with mom and I was trying to get her out, but I couldn't and I couldn't breathe. So I went out of the car and the car <laughs> went down. Our own piece out. <laughs> and I felt so bad. When um, I woke up, I felt so guilty. Mm. I've had dreams where I've murdered somebody. Oh, Holy shit. I've never had those before. <laughs> and, okay, okay, I'm not done talking, y'all. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what am I going to do? No you want to send me to prison? Or I'll say like, I'm never going to make it into heaven because I just killed somebody. But anyway, that wasn't my worst dream. My worst dream was... <laughs> no wonder you love it, Morris. Oh, shit. No, I don't even know what that sound was, but my worst dream was was actually something that happened to me assholes but i was dreaming that i was in my bed mm. and somebody that i could not see was pushing me down into the this is a dream i've had more than once too Ooh, no. pushing me down into the mattress and i kid you not even when i woke up i still wasn't it's done dreaming like- Oh shit! Kind of like a paralysis, like the yeah. Sleep paralysis. Paralysis. Oh, and, I was, and I woke up screaming one time, and then another time I was by myself on Lee Street, and it happened again. And oh, I was pregnant damn. that time, and it was freaking creepy as hell. Oh hell no! Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen like twice in my life. I hated it. I remember the first time it happened, I thought of your dad's story about the devil at the end of the bed or something like that mm-hmm. with the pencil. Poking him with a red yeah, pencil. Yeah, there we go. I was Specifically like, a red pencil. Fudge? And that's all I could think about that first time. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Feyre looks at her hands. She asks if that power was from the Autumn Court, and he confirms it indeed came from High Lord Baron, Lucian's father. And Feyre then thinks of how Lucian may be doing. Aw, what if Ianthe continued to prey on him? So Fair asks if he is the most powerful High Lord in history, if his chunk of fairy dust holds more sway over the others, he tells her to try to summon darkness. He teases her about not asking her to winnow again. She says that she doesn't know how she did it in the first place. During their bickering, she asks him to put on his shirt and also mentions she doesn't know why there aren't any more mirrors in the house since he loves looking at himself so much. Which is funny because it's true. I mean, I mean, I don't even know what he looks like technically and I like looking at him. um, And apparently Cass and Az here because one laughs and the other tries to hide his laughter. I think that their whole dynamic is so funny. I love it. I loved meeting Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. The friends. The inner circle. Yeah. That was like my favorite. It's the found family. Feyre closed her eyes and tried to look for a dark corner in her mind, but there were far too many. Reese tells Feyre that there are different types of darkness. Frightening, soothing, restful, darkness of lovers or assassins. It becomes what the bearer wishes it or needs it to be. She hears Cass swear and Reese tells Feyre to open her eyes she finds herself surrounded in darkness from Reese. It was quiet and peaceful. She saw stars and reached for one. She seems to be breathing more easily, and then the darkness vanishes, and Rusand remains before her, still shirtless. And then Sexy tells her to go take a bath. Because she stank. Our second bottle of the night is Dive Bar Strawberry Moscato, wine beverage with natural flavors. It's very tasty. It's very good. We drank it really fast. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. It was really smooth. Chapter 31. Days later, Fabra and Cassian are once again training. Amarin is there also just sitting and being a pest to Cass. 
This is how she spent her days, training with Cass and working with Reese on summoning flame or darkness. They had yet to hear from the summer court or the spring court. Moore gets to the training area and Cass asks where she went the other night after Regis. The clan had dragged Feyre with them, but she just sulked in a booth with Azrael. She watched all the males and females who watched Resand. She and Az made a game of guessing who would get the balls to go up to him. He hadn't accepted any offers that came his way. Feyre wonders if he had been with anyone since that lovely Amarantha. Nobody can compare to her, so he doesn't oh, want anybody else. Apparently, Moore went to read as the most out of the group. Moore tells Cassian she doesn't take orders from him, and Cass remarks that she hadn't told Az either. Feyre thinks maybe Cass is a buffer so that Azrael won't get hurt. Have you ever dealt with a friend's awkward breakup that changed your circle of friends dramatically? Mm, always, yes. Yeah, I feel like that was probably a large reason why our circle of friends always changed in college mm -hmm. is because somebody was dating somebody in the circle of friends and then they broke up. So then it was like, oh, you can't be friends with them anymore. Uh, you had to choose the friend yeah. and then you had to stay away from the other one. Yeah. Girl code. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happened to me when I divorced. We had a circle of friends on that side, so when we divorced, it was kind of awkward. Like they had to choose sides? Sort of. Like, I just, we stopped talking, and they mm -hmm. stayed on his side. Yeah, it's awkward. But, I mean, that's life, right? Yeah, but yeah. if they want to be your friend, screw it. Cut them. Cut that toes. Yeah. Yeah. So Cassian asks both Amarin and Moore why they are there, and Moore tells him that Reese is coming to give them some info. Cass and Amarin seem to get into a playful insult exchange when Reese walks in. He asks the group if they are ready to go on a summer holiday. <laughs> Feyre, Amarin, and he are going to the summer court tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, Cass isn't invited because he wrecked a building on his last visit. In One fact, building. Right, I know, that's what he says. In fact, he's banned for eternity. Also, Amarin is a better choice because they are terrified of her. Cass cautions Reese that it may be a trap, and Amarin voices she doesn't really want to go, but Reese entices her, saying there's a great deal of treasure to be found in that court. She could walk away with a few trinkets. Okay, I have something I say in this one. What? During that little line, the last sentence, little line, where they say the treasure and all that stuff, mm -hmm. doesn't it give away another little thing, another little bit about her? Because dragons love treasures. Oh. And trinkets and, you know, stuff like that. Coins and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She does. That is That makes a lot of sense now. Mm. That is not a connection that I had actually made before, but now, now that I know. Bitch is a dragon. She's a fucking <laughs> dragon. So, you guys, have you ever been banned from anywhere? <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> No, not that I think of oh, you. Oh shit! Yeah. What the, the hell? Mall. I was banned. The mall? I was banned from the mall, but it was it was a, okay. It was not Padre Mall or Palmera. It was freaking Sunrise Mall because I broke daytime curfew, so they got me. This was when I was like sixteen, and it was funny because it was like two more weeks until I'd be seventeen, mm -hmm. right? And at seventeen, uh, curfew doesn't apply to you because in Texas you're considered an adult. 
And I was like, it's two weeks. He's oh, like, he, the cop, the mall cop was like, I could tell you were a little young. I'm like, I'm, oh my God, I'm two dude. weeks shy of 17, bitch. Who'd you go with? Sonia? <laughs> Y'all bitches been without me? Dude, yeah, we did shit without you. What a hoe. Oh, we're Thelma and Louise. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's the only place. But have you ever seen, like, if you go to a corner store and they have people's pictures who wrote hot oh checks in your bed? <laughs> That's you. That was you. <laughs> no. Is that where you had the bob, like the bob haircut? No. No? Mm-mm. That was 10th grade, right? No. You know what I'm talking about, right? You had a little bob haircut. I never had a bob. I had, because it had like, layers. Bobs are uh, straight, and I didn't have straight. It was short. It was short, but it wasn't a bob. I've never had a bob, except for <laughs> maybe first grade. When you get one and I got one. I should go at the same time. <laughs> when? Like, in, I, we were Ben Bolt, and you had the bangs and the short hair, oh, and yeah. I got the same thing. That's a bob. It's like one you length. Had that, they had that black thing. You took your senior pictures in the shorter hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't a bob. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shag. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't that cool. Aww. <laughs> Okay, Reese tells Cass he needs him in the human realm. Cass brings up a point. It's one thing to have Favor stay at the night court. It's another to take her to the summer court as one of their own. When Reese leaves, Favor follows. She asks if there are any traps she needs to know about, and he tells her the notes from the other night led him to believe she had forgiven him. She tells him that she thought he had more important things to do. He is the High Lord. He agrees he does, but he cannot resist the temptation. Much like she cannot resist watching him while they are out. Busted. So, like, I guess he knew she was watching him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of tell that just mm-hmm. as humans, you know? You yeah. feel like it's all, you're all hot and <clears throat> shit. Anyway. <laughs> Bray thinks to herself that it was so easy flirting and fighting with Rexanne. She then tells Rhysand that he hasn't been able to stay away since Kalmai. He tells Sarah, her... you were the one that walked to... <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, he's the most beautiful thing. Anyway. <laughs> he tells her he not wait to see what her sharp tongue can do at the summer court, and then he vanishes. What a turd. Chapter 32. The next day, Rhysand would winnow the three of them, Amrin, Feyre, and himself, to Adriata, the castle city of the summer court. As Reese's newest pet, Pharaoh would be taken on tours of the city and the High Lord's personal residence. This would be her chance to look for the Fey half of the Book of Breathings. Amran tells Pharaoh that Rhysand is pissy that morning. Apparently, his brothers, Az and Cass, took him out the night prior and took him for all he was worth in cards. He's a sore loser when his brothers tag-team him, he says. So, what game... Or activity are you pretty good at so much that you could hustle money from your friends and or opponents? Uh, I could Akatar um, Akatar trivia trivia yeah. <laughs> Mine would be pool. Well, actually, it's been years since I played it, but when I played it, I played it pretty well, and I was. I remember when we were here at this bar, I would beat all the guys that we hung out with, mm-hmm. and it was fun. They didn't like it. I don't think I have anything. If I have to choose like a activity like that, I would say darts. Oh, I am awful at darts. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. That's probably the only thing I'm good at. The pool. I, yeah, pool. Hmm. 
after like a drink or two, I'm even better. But after a certain threshold, <laughs> I am the worst. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. there has to be like a happy, like there's like a like a in between that I, I need to stick between. And if I go past it, it's like nah, don't even try. Yeah, totally. I, I can see you you being too relaxed after a point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because okay, so I I always have the shakes, right? So like a couple of drinks relieves the shakes. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm just sloppy. So, yeah. aren't we all? After a few drinks, right? <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. So I was showing mom my shakes, and she was like, "What is wrong with you?" Aww. I'm like, "I just shake. I'm like a chihuahua. <laughs> I'm cold always." Okay. I said okay again, and I just said it again too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> when they get to the summer court, Pharaoh sees the Tan Stone Palace perched atop a mountain inland in the heart of a half moon bay. When the summer court high lord welcomes them, Pharaoh recognizes him from under the mountain. He'd been forced to watch as his courtier's mind was invaded and then killed by Resand. Reese had kept him alive by not revealing his plans for escape to Amarantha. But Vera also remembers him in another way. It was like a piece of her came from him and knew this. They were one and the same. The High Lord's name is Tarquin. When Reese introduces Amran, she tells Tarquin he is far more handsome than his cousin, who was an eyesore. That is so funny <laughs> that she's so like snarky, savage. I you know, Jason. <laughs> And then he turns to introduce Feyre. Tarquin kind of stares at Feyre's chest, almost as if he could see where his spark of life had gone. Okay, so what Rhysand says next is, is like, what the F, Rhysand? <laughs> After seeing where he looked, Rhys awkwardly comments that her breasts are spectacular, delicious as ripe apples. I know, like, <laughs> so bad. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Fair comments that she thought he liked her mouth, and this surprises Reese. Have you ever caught a stranger checking you out, dude? Yes. This is so funny that you're asking this today. Why? Because Has it happened recently? Today. <laughs> I went, okay, I was at work, and I wore, okay, I am not, my breasticles are not <laughs> ample, okay? Like, there's a fair amount of just breastbone there (laughs) (laughs) so when i wore a low-cut shirt today yeah look this is this is what i had going like okay i caught at least three people like not being able to look at me in the face as i spoke to them like you're a distraction i'm not even kidding and i was just like i'm a peer like that's you're looking at my size a (laughs) <laughs> Yabos. Oh uh, yeah, size A. They're they're bees, really. But okay, but I they could anyway. Doesn't matter. Still, I was like, what the? It just it kind of like took me aback a little bit because I was like, I guess because we are doing the majority of our meetings through computer and like on teams mm-hmm. and or like um what's it called zoom mm-hmm. we haven't seen each other in a while and i guess people like seeing each other for a while haven't, it's like, <laughs> yeah. haven't seen each other. they're like oh boobs <laughs> <laughs> 
Little ones. <laughs> Check out the BBs. <laughs> Look at how small and far apart they are. <laughs> What'd you say? Look at how small and far apart they are. <laughs> what, do they look far away from each other or what? Oh, well, they're right here. This is the exact sample that they have today. Jeez. Anyway, I was just like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Did you say you like what you see? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, give me a newer laptop, I do. <laughs> you should have told them to touch them so they wouldn't give you a whole. <laughs> no. Okay, I would not invite anybody no. to touch them. Hey, thank you. I am just playing. Especially them IT sweaty folk. One just kidding. Them, yeah. <laughs> one of them was a, a lady. So oh. I was like, uh, no. Okay. You wanted her to fondle you? Sugar no. mama? No. 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 <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen somebody, but I'm also, I don't know, like yeah, my I, own little world. Like, I'm not going to, yeah, you know. You do that avoidant thing. Yeah. Like, you don't want to, like, no, it's like you don't want to notice them looking. Yeah. 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 I notice. A lot. So, no, no, sometimes. Well, yeah. Lately, okay. So, I'm weird. Yes. <laughs> A little bit. We agree. <laughs> and I am I'm trying to show eye contact more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do that. It's really hard. But, like, I've noticed, like, I'm like, why am I afraid to look at these people? And the more I kind of practice it, the more I notice that they're looking in other places. <laughs> and so we've been allowing that by not making eye contact, huh? Exactly. So look at their face. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Tarquin then introduces Crusada, princess of Adriata, and Feyre wonders if she is the ruler of his capital or wife. Three advisors were also introduced, as well as Crusada's younger brother and captain of the guard, Varian, prince of Adriata. His gaze was fixed on Amran. Both Rhysanna and Tarquin are talking about the upcoming Ninzar and Kalan Mai to follow, and of course Feyre thinks of Tamlin. Would he uphold the tradition now that she was no longer with him? You know, because he, he got to go do it with the Fae. Who cares? <laughs> Reese comments on the repairs of Tarquin's court, and Feyre thinks of what Amarantha might have done to this city and or palace. Tarquin takes his visitors to a vaulted room of white oak and green glass overlooking the mouth of the bay and sea. Feyre is so amazed by the colors she's viewing that she seems to be cataloging new colors of paint once again. Yay. (laughs) Tarquin is beside Feyre at a window and comments that it was his favorite view. He asks how his lands compare to the ones she's seen. She says everything in Prithian is lovely. He asks about being immortal compared to being human, and she told him, you tell me. She comments that she did not remember him being quite so handsome, but Tarquin knew she had been with Tamlin and now is with Reese at the night court. He asks what her role in the night court is, and she admits she doesn't know, but Rhysand interjects and says that she is a member of his inner circle and is his emissary to the mortal lands. Crusada asks if they have much contact with the mortal realm, Reese tells her that he wants to be prepared for every potential situation. Hybern is done preparing themselves. War is imminent. Tarquin tells Reese that against Hybern, they would fight. 
He has no interest in being slaves again. Tarquin asks if Reese is here to ask for him to fight in another war, but Reese tells him that had not entered his mind. Farah realizes they are asking about a possible war between Reese and Tamlin. Crusada states that High Lords have gone to war for far less. Farah tells the princess not to fret. The High Lord of the Spring Court has no plans to go to war with the Night Court. She asks if Farah is in contact with Tamlin, and she basically tells them her current relationship with Tamlin is no one's business, but that Tamlin would not be going to war over her. Crusada comments that she's relieved that they aren't harboring a stolen bride. Oh my gosh. And obligated to return her to her master. Feyre tells her that her leaving was her own decision and no one is her master. That's right. You tell her. <laughs> Crusada tells Feyre she can say what she likes, but she was his bride. If Tamlin were to write Tarquin requesting her return, they would have to obey or risk war themselves. Tarquin interrupts to say Reese and his peeps are their guests and will be treated as such. There was a definite possibility they would be dead with one word from them. So doesn't Crusada seem like a total woman-hating bee? Uh, yeah. She yeah, does. I hate that shit. She so, does. I hate when you first meet somebody, a female, another female, and they're so challenging. Like, they're trying to contest everything you say. Yeah. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, trying to wind you up, jealous hater. Yeah, I hate it when you join a, like, uh, let's say, like, you're in a group of friends and you're meeting, no, let's say you're with a, a new boyfriend or a new guy or whatever mm-hmm. and you go and you hang out with their friends and there's the one girl that's like i don't know why i don't have any girlfriends and like you immediately <laughs> are like i know why <laughs> because you have to have you? the center of attention be the center of attention anyway yeah but yeah she does seem like that tarquin but but we really have like very little girlfriends. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but we have each other. Like, I know. I'm just saying. Like I have like other than you guys, I have very little. But that's because I would say I have very little friends altogether. Altogether, that's yeah. what I'm like. Like no, it's a different sort of thing when you just don't want to be social. But <laughs> when you all your socializing or your your enjoyment of people's attention are from other males that sometimes belong, not belong to other females, but you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a little weird. I feel like sometimes, uh, like female friends get territorial and it's like, you're not even dating the guy. So why are you like that? Yeah. Like more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She makes me mad sometimes. Oh, I like her. I know. I like more. I get some of the things that she does. I don't get some of the things she does with, Cassian in future books. Anyway, mm-hmm. Tarquin looks to Reese and tells him to forgive the city's princess as she is overprotective. They have much to talk about, but tonight they are having a party. Afterward, they are free to roam in the city wherever they'd like. Tarquin tells Pharaoh that the princess made many sacrifices on behalf of her people and not to take it personally, to which Reese retorts that they've all made sacrifices. But they now sit at a table with their family because of the sacrifices Feyre made. If anyone in the court sends word to Tamlin, their lives will be forfeit. Mr. Reese. Oh, yeah. Mr. Reese threatening everybody's lives at the table. Yeah, he's taking it like to a totally different level. He's just like, you know, I could wink and just like, you'd be gone. Missed you. Right. 
Tarquin tells him not to threaten him in his own home, and Reese tells him it is not a threat, but a promise. Farah comments, no wonder immortality never gets dull, and this seems to ease the tension in the room. Our third bottle of the night is Hogue Sweet Riesling. Riesling? Riesling. Riesling. Columbia Valley, 2021. Chapter 33. While in their appointed rooms, Reese comes to visit Farah. He tells her he likes Tarquin, even Crusader. He wants Farah to do what she needs to do without making enemies. He asks Farah if she likes that Tarquin cannot stop looking at her. Having a High Lord lust over her is a dangerous game. She tells him that he's already taunted her with Cassian and now Tarquin. Can't he find another way to annoy her? I'm sure he can. Mr. <laughs> Joe, right? I know. Right? Uh, Reese stalks toward Farah, getting all up in her business. He tells her she has one task. Do whatever it takes, but get that book and don't get caught. She asks anything. Oh my goodness. If she sleeps with him to get that book, what would he do? He tells her she's free to do whatever she wants. If that's riding him, she can go ahead. She tells him that maybe she will. And then they are all like, fine, 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 fine. He, I know. He reminds her to not jeopardize the mission, and she reminds him that she knows the cost. So when Arnie was little, that's one of the things he would do, is you would tell him something, and he would just say, fine, and like Aww. turn away all attitude. Aww. But he was like three or four. I don't think he understood Aww, what it meant. Cute. He's like, fine. <laughs> he tells her to light a candle that's in the room, and when Farah tries, she ends up splashing it with water. Reese asks if she can ever follow orders. Farah then uses her power to raise the spilt water, and then it separates into droplets fo- floating around them, Sorry. sparkling like crystals on a chandelier. When he suggests she not use that trick in the bedroom with Tarquin, Farah sends them straight into his face, and he actually commends her on this new talent of hers. Like he likes to get splashed. He likes to get wet. Fair <laughs> asks if he'd, Tamlin, go to war over her, and Reese tells her he doesn't know. She tells him if it came to that, she would return to Tamlin to avoid him having to fight. He asks if she would want to go back. Would going to war make her love him again? She eventually says she wouldn't want to go back. She just would do so for the sake of everyone else. As Reese leaves, he stops before going through the door and tells Farah that Tamlin locked her up because he knew what kind of treasure she was and he wanted to keep her all to himself. She tries to tell him that Tamlin did indeed love her, but Reese tells her it wasn't a matter of if he loved her, but how much, too much. Love can be poison. Have you ever dealt with poisonous love? Mm, I don't know personally if I agree with Reese's take on Tamlin loving her too much you know mm-hmm. I feel like he was compensating for something because he couldn't do it under the mountain so he was overcompensating afterward by trying to quote unquote protect her now that he had all of his powers but I just disagree with that but yeah I don't know about poisonous love I know about narcissistic love you know <laughs> you know people that Mm. say that they love you but they they really don't they love themselves so when i was in high school i dated a guy for one week and at the end of the week he told me he loved me Mm. and i was on the phone with him and i said thank you (laughs) and needless to say like the next week we were not dating any longer he had another guy and he a guy (laughs) he had another girl and he called to tell me i'm sorry you know i I found somebody else and i said okay thank you i love that for you 
for uh, me yeah i'm reliving it <laughs> so I, I and it was ridiculous that's hilarious like, what you think you're gonna hurt my feelings you? you just loved me a week ago <laughs> right <laughs> and i just and you know what's funny it was a whole week and we probably saw each other twice at school right before school started <laughs> oh, we didn't see sorry. each other outside of school hours so it was give me a freaking break yeah that's what it was <laughs> But poisonous love, I would say between me and Arnold, I'm the poisonous one. <laughs> I'm always like obsessed with him. And he even asked me <gasps> why I talk about him so much on here. And I said, duh, because I'm crazy about doing obsessed. You're so crazy. Damn. Yeah. And I told him I was going to stop talking about him, but obviously it's not going to happen. <laughs> and he always sings that Mariah Carey song to me. Oh, God. Which What's, one? Which one? Sweet. Why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've had poisonous love. Um, but, you know, just like regular shit lovers, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> True that. Sorry. That night they party on a pleasure barge. Oh. I want to know, like, is that pleasure barge used for, like, yes, naughtiness? Swing? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's wow. definitely a. BDSM and all that shit. For sure. There's a swing somewhere in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of pillows. The first hour, Favor spent using her spidey senses, trying to seek out the book. Favor then makes small talk with Tarquin. Reese is chatting up Crusada, not even noticing Favor's ensemble, which was odd. Even she liked it, and this seems to bother her. Do you get pissed if a significant other doesn't acknowledge a change you made to your appearance or an outfit you're proud of? Absolutely. For real. Makes me so mad. It does too. It is sad that I'm already used to it because Charlie never freaking, like his attention span is somewhere else. Like he never notices anything. Unacceptable. (laughs) No. Unacceptable. I get so mad. Yeah. yeah, And if if he doesn't notice, I'm like, did you see I did this? I know, right? And then he'll say, yeah, but I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know if you liked it, so I didn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> Which, I want you to say something. Yeah. Tell me if it looks nice. No, actually, don't tell me if it looks bad. Just tell me it looks nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cutting, like, cutting your hair. Like, oh, did you cut your hair? It's been like three weeks. I know. That yeah, happens that to me shit. at work all the time, mm-hmm. and I hate that. And they'll ask me, did you dry your hair? I'm like, no. Oh, well, was it always red in the front? Oh, well, yeah, but I didn't dye my hair anytime recently. It's already been like three weeks or four weeks maybe even. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get I get annoyed with that. I think a lot of, you know, women, mm-hmm. a lot of significant others do. So, But also, like, outfit-wise, if I'm wearing, like, a dress, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. happens, let's say, well, nowadays, I mean, before we wore dresses every weekend. Yeah. Now, if I wear a dress, it might be once every six months, maybe even, you know, farther apart. Yeah. So if I, like tomorrow, say night, something yeah, nice. You better say something nice. You better say my legs look great, even if they don't. Even if they're as pasty white as the clouds, you better say they look tan. Exactly. <laughs> but yep. yeah, say something nice. You know. Yeah. You put the effort into it. I mean, yeah, maybe somebody's dressing Farah, but she had to have the marbles to walk out there in an outfit she might not have been comfortable in. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be pissed. Tarquin tells Farah when the court fell, they smuggled out most of their treasures. Amarantha, lovely, had oh killed his cousin and predecessor, Nostrus, after... <laughs> he just makes me think of Nostril. Sorry. He makes me think of Nostradamus. I was just thinking oh. that. After he rebelled, favorite comments that she didn't realize the summer courts valued treasure so much, and he tells her the earliest high lords did. They now continue out of tradition, mostly. 
favor nonchalantly asks if she could see the collection using the excuse that her father was a merchant and she'd like to compare mortal riches to those made by Faye. Tarquin agrees and suggests after lunch the next day. Favor tells Tarquin her entire life story, which is freaking annoying because I'm like, we've heard it already. Yeah. Because uh. that, that was my sentence, but her entire paragraph was, <laughs> we heard her whole life story again. Yeah. Yeah. And talks about the greed of the mortal lens. She would much rather face every creature in Prithian than the monsters in the human lens. Without magic, without power, money has become the only thing that matters. Which honestly, that's true here too, right? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's commercialism. Mm-hmm. That's real life. Sorry. They then discuss the differences in class in both the human realm and in Prithian. Tarquin mentions that some in Prithian would like to eliminate the privileges of high fae over lesser fairies. He thinks they should have a voice, both in his home and the world beyond it. Bearer is looking at him, thinking she would steal from him, but maybe she could just ask him for it. He asks why she's looking at him that way, and she makes some weird-ass comment that it would be so easy to love him and easier to call him her friend. Okay. Like, what is that? I know. That is her attempt at charming him. So, would you ever steal from a nice person for a good cause? I wouldn't steal. Like for a good cause, to, like that, like, mm, like for something. No. <laughs> no. In this situation, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I guess because he's so untrusting. Because uh-huh. he's a new high lord, Feyre thinks that she's getting to him after like one meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that would do it. You know, the dude, despite his being, you know, amateur hour guy, <laughs> he's still way older than her and probably yeah. way more well practiced at courtiership whatever than she is and she's thinking oh i can just probably ask him <laughs> after my one you know my hour and a half long lunch with him oh, yeah. yeah no so one time Xandra and i had this little party and we were something was stolen from our house oh, by yes. a friend yes yes oh it's God. the same friend we talked about earlier yeah seriously and then she had people over so we stole that item right back <laughs> but literally, it was ours it was literally our mom's perfume what the hell i'm not even kidding yeah, it was oh exactly her perfume yeah. this witch and that's because we were like have you seen it by chance because it was there in the restroom and now it's gone and she's like no i never saw it mm-hmm. that's messed up yeah yeah there's a reason why we're not friends oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that too <laughs> it was so toxic like yeah, weird it was bad she looks over to resan to see crusada sitting on his lap while he is smiling and playing with her hand <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> immediate i had to say that because it's written uh-huh. oh I, I wrote it too it's <laughs> such a door i love it <laughs> i don't contest that i know tarquin says it's been years since he saw her look like that barf and pharaoh seems to be a little jealous she thinks that he taunts and teases her but never tries to seduce her she thinks that for all he did, he deserves a little fun with the Kaka Princess. <laughs> that was also written too. Sorry. The Kaka Princess. You're ridiculous. I love it. Okay, let me tell you that this is near midnight. <laughs> Farah realizes she's lonely. Crusada and Reese get super close to each other when she's when he's trying to hear what she says, and Farah just gets up. Reese looks towards her but doesn't make any reaction. Even though she's left her shields open, showing how she felt. 
He didn't seem to care and went back to talking to that hooch. Farrah tells Tarquin she needs fresh air and he asks if she'd like him to join her. She thinks to herself that yes, it would be easy to fall in love with him, but he wouldn't handle her darkness. She leaves the main area and Ray still doesn't notice. She spent the last hour alone and when they docked back on land, Rissan and Crusado were nowhere to be seen. This broke my heart. I uh, it did, uh, yeah. It was so sad and I wanted to punch that Crusader yeah. in the freaking mouth. Um, and I was honestly so mad when I was reading that part because even the later part, mm-hmm. okay, as we go mm-hmm. on, it still wasn't enough right. for me what happens you know i needed reese to be uber jealous of tarquin (laughs) i felt it was uneven like why couldn't he at least like blink make a small reaction nothing nothing that maybe crusader would notice but something that would keep farah i don't know i know not going out of her mind jealous yeah yeah. i didn't i wanted something equivalent on farah's end Mm -hmm. you know to happen Bastard. That's what he needs. <laughs> Joe's like <laughs> punching the wall. I am. I, I just am not okay with that. Me too. Chapter thirty-four. Thankfully, there were no noises coming from Reese's room that night. She has a nightmare and awakens in the middle of the night. She remembers that she's a weapon to be used to stop the king from breaking the wall. That's the reason for all the flirty notes, the protection with his wings. He needed to make sure his weapon didn't break beyond repair. He could still be her friend, her companion. The next morning, Farah doesn't have the balls to go to breakfast and see if Reese indeed bedded Crusada. She didn't want to see them together, so she just stays in her room until it's time for her to meet up with Tarquin. After bathing and getting dressed, Farah goes to the place she planned on meeting Tarquin. When Tarquin meets her, he is followed by Rhysand and Crusada. No one invited y'all. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Reese checks out her outfit. Nuala had picked something out that matched the High Lord of Summer's getup. She could feel Rhysand trying to assess her, but she shuts him out now. She places her arm through Tarquin's and tells no one in particular. See you later. She feels something brush against her mental shield dark and powerful it felt like the dark emotion she felt last night so Farah offers Tarquin a big shit-eating grin <laughs> and she feels that emotion goes silent that's right motherfucker you think of, <laughs> you think about what you did anyway has anyone ever tried to make you feel jealous I'm sure mm-hmm. yes. Uh, yes for yep. sure oh. yes mm-hmm. and what's the best feeling is when you don't react and they're like damn they go talk to you right afterwards i'm like nah you go talk to that person Mm -hmm. no shit i'm I'm done are y'all the type to jump to conclusions yes i'm (laughs) human (laughs) yeah i admittedly so yeah i don't know what do you mean like when she saw him going like she uh assumed that he bedded crusader or whatever right my thing would be, I don't care if he didn't, but you led me to believe that. So, mm-hmm. F you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's different in a book versus real life. Right. In real life, it's probably true. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get the vibe that, uh, like, because women know. Like, you got your intuition. Yeah. Okay. okay. I would say I have great intuition. 
And I feel like I, so, so I used to tell this to somebody else and it's not regarding, it's not regarding cheating or anything, but I would tell him, I ask you already knowing the answer to see that if you'll tell me the right answer, if you're going to lie to me. And of course they always lied. It wasn't about that, but yeah. And that's how I feel about, you know, your significant other. Most of the time when I'm asking you about something, Mm -hmm. I already know. So you might as well just spill the beans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all like Sherlock Holmes and shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I mean, I'm sure I, I have had people try to make me feel jealous, but I guess I was at a point where I could recognize that in somebody else mm-hmm. and then understand that I truly don't like that person anymore. So I, it was sad. Yeah. More than anything else. Right. I yeah. Know. I think that kind of stuff worked with me in high school, mm-hmm. but once we got into adulthood, I... I would say Julia in the, her 20s was the cockiest bastard ever. <laughs> like, I already knew I was smart. I knew I had, you know, a you know, good career ahead of me. I knew all these things. So when somebody did something like that in front of me, and it was somebody who was not as intelligent, I'd say, <laughs> some, or, you know, I'd say, in my mind, I wouldn't say it to them, obviously. Yeah. You want me to be jealous of that? That's not going to happen. You know, yeah. like, might hurt my feelings that were no longer that, but I'm not going to be jealous of her. Yeah. I'm like, no. um, I'm insulted that you would think I would be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. During her tour of the treasures, Pharaoh once again is trying to feel for this book. He's got a shit ton of treasures, though. Pearls, uncut gems, gold. She asks Tarquin what the most valuable piece is. And he tells her he's looking at the most valuable thing there. Blush. And bar. Gag. (laughs) She's checking out all of these necklaces on the shelves and stops at one made of black diamonds. He tells her to take it as a thank you for Under the Mountain. She tries to decline the gift, but eventually takes it so that it wasn't an insult. Honestly, I mean, would you guys... I would absolutely take it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't tell. I won't say no. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, is there a matching bracelet? For oh real, <laughs> you got to have earrings. Mm-hmm. Tarquin mentions that he needs an ally in the north. Pharaoh seems to have sway with Resand, and he's notoriously hard to deal with because he does what he wants, when he wants, and doesn't apologize for doing any of it without telling the others. He suggests Pharaoh be the summer court's emissary. Other high lords have warned him about Resand and his ways, but he spared him under the mountain, and he thinks maybe he was Amarantha's whore to spare the rest of them from her full attention. After an awkward conversation regarding secrets between Feyre and Resand, which Feyre abruptly stops, Tarquin asks if it is true that Tamlin locked her up. She nodded. He asks if she was saved from confinement by the night court, and she nods once again. He tells her that although he has close ties with Spring Court, he will not speak of her time spent there unless asked. He tells her the same thing she had said to him the night prior. It might be easy to love her and easier to be her friend. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I don't really like that kind of compliment. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I think it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like, I guess, Mary, being with your best friend or I, I just don't think that, that I'm like, girl, that's 
you guys just met for real i mean it's like the next day right they've known each other for a day and a half or yeah. something <laughs> i'm like your best friend is Roseanne. like come on you guys are catty you know you like shoot barbs at each other that's your friend <laughs> that's your friend your friend tarquin takes farad to many other rooms full of treasures and crap but she never feels the book she feels like an asshole for deceiving this nice high lord later Resand is laying in her bed <laughs> she asks what he wants and he asks if flirting and giggling worked with tarquin and she answers with you tell me and she drops the box down yeah which bitch. i thought was i know dumb i'm sorry I thought it was dumb when she threw it down because I was like, "That's not the, that's not the book, girl." Like, <laughs> but she's getting closer. It's I only been a day. I guess, but I'm like, girl, like, no, uh, nobody's that good. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, unless she's like a spy or something. I don't know. He points at the gifted necklace and tells her that it's not the book, and she says it's a beautiful gift. He tells her if she wants jewelry. Then say the word, but given her wardrobe, he thought she was aware it was all bought for her. If you were Feyre, would you put a stop to the Amran gift giving? Hell no. yeah. Hell yeah, I would. I, I would, would be afraid. Well, I would. Nah. I would <laughs> say if you're with me, I mean, obviously right now she's not with him. But if he's with me, he's not giving any bitch anything yeah. other than this bitch. I would say if that was basically her form of income, I would just be okay with it. Yeah, but she's probably getting a paycheck too. No, I mean, that is her paycheck. I would be like, that's that's the paycheck. Well, then I would say, don't be putting any more funds in her bank. Yes, deduct deduct the cost of those jewels from her paycheck. So she tells Reese that Tarquin is a good male. They should just ask for the book. He asks that now that he's given her jewels and poured honey in her ear, she feels bad. And she tells Reese that Tarquin wants his alliance desperately. And Reese answers that Crusader mentioned that Tarquin was quite ambitious. Feyre asks if that was mentioned before or after he took her to bed. He asks if that's why she wouldn't look him in the eye because she thought he was sleeping with her for the info. But he, he didn't say sleeping, but... <laughs> but you Fucking, <didn't. laughs> he said the F word. Feyre says maybe for information or for pleasure, she doesn't care. He asks if she's jealous and she tells him if she's jealous, then he is too. An angered Reese asks if she thinks he likes to flirt with this lonely hoochie to get information. Does she think he enjoys doing that so that she has time and space to give Tarquin smiles and pretty eyes and get the book? Pharaoh tells Reese he seemed to enjoy himself last night, and he tells Pharaoh he didn't take her to bed. He didn't even kiss her, although she wanted to. She probably wanted to do more than that, but for real, you know, he just took her out for a drink and walked her home. He waited for Feyre at breakfast, but she avoided him, and then she wouldn't make eye contact. Which she should. Same girl. (laughs) Yes, I don't care. When they eventually saw one another, she was so good at shutting him out. She asks if that was what got under his skin. The fact that she shut him out or that Tarquin easily got in. And he tells her it was that she smiled at him. And Reese goes to the bar for a drink and says he heard Pharaoh tell him that 
it would be easy to love him. And he knew that she meant it. And she, asked, she says so, and he says that he was jealous of that. He's not that sort of person to anyone. That made me really sad. I know. Pobrecito. The summer court has always been a neutral territory. He spared Tarquin under the mountain because he heard of his views on the different classes of fairies. Since he is with a neutral court, he wouldn't have to worry about someone walking away due to the dangers of people hating him. Yes, he was jealous. It will always be easy for him, and Tarquin will never know what it is to look up at the sky and wish. Farah walks over to Rizand and pours herself a drink too, and they toast, Farah saying to the people who look at the stars and wish, Reese. And Rizan answered with to the stars who listen and the dreams that are answered. Um, and Farah wonders to herself why she bothered blushing at all for Tarquin. Mm-hmm. I know. So I know that the last episode you had mentioned that you didn't care for like the whole jealousy business. But I, I liked it because it kindly, it finally showed Rizand and his weakness. He's always so strong and so mm-hmm. like cocky and he finally shows you know his softer side his his like vulnerable side i guess yeah he, he kind of did it in the last book too at the very end when he's talking you know he talked to her about amarantha and how, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. but the majority of the time he's just like stone cold guy who who's just laughing about everything everything's a joke he didn't take anything serious and mm-hmm. finally he's showing you know some real emotion yeah. right no i th- i think i feel like Jealousy in real life is very unattractive. But I think jealousy in books, kind of like the way that Reese is... Right. But I do feel like the scale was tipped toward Feyre. And Feyre experienced more jealousy than Reese Mm -hmm. seemed to. You know what I mean? We had to feel it as she was feeling it because she was observing it. And noting all the details. And, you know, I hate it because it's like we're women and we're like, we're the, we're just like. Yeah. And she lost there. sleep over it. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. He needs to have. She should have waited a little longer. Let him have a nasty ass night of sleep. And then been like, oh, yeah. Right. It was nothing. <laughs> it's just. And I guess it's because it's all from Feyre's perspective. So there's. Right. No chance that we're going to get Reese's perspective on it at this at this point, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I would I just wish I could like I wish I could see the perspective of him getting jealous. We're getting some some juiciness, right? Yeah, it is, it is getting <sighs> juicy. It's not just freaking Pharaoh crying and being caged up. No, I know. Oh, I know. And then like recovering from that, and then moody, and then I don't know if it's the summer court part is my most favorite part of this book though no i wouldn't say it's my favorite part of the book but i just like this one scene where he's showing Mm -hmm. and she's kind of realizing that you know maybe she likes it him more than she is willing to admit i i like that part uh when you read certain books and then you there's so much build up to the the actual main relationship and, and then there's you know everything that happens afterwards I always like going back to the buildup of that relationship. Oh, I, I, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just like to see that part. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Heartwarming. I, yeah. Yeah. And you, you live vicariously through these characters, of, right? Of so, course. So it's just nice to feel that 
the new love every time, right? Yeah. For real. I think they just need to hurry up and get together because all this tension. No. But, but I like that I part. I like the tension. I like it too, yeah. Because that's what that gives you hope. I like the that's slow what burn. You, that's what you get the butterflies and the and yeah. like, oh, you get nervous yeah. about, you know, being around that person. If so, it goes like from here to there real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So that brings me to my question. So slow burn is okay so what is your idea of a slow burn i heard uh somebody ask this on tiktok the other day like is your slow version of a slow burn like halfway point that they actually like admit things to each other or is it like 75 percent into the book i would say like 75 percent because i want them to see like all these little tangents like yeah. oh does he want her does he want this person instead and then he's like no i wanted you the entire time yeah <laughs> you're like what yeah, no, I definitely think it's 75%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that I cannot stand, like, no, there's nothing, I, if you like this, that's fine or whatever, but the ones where they're like, I immediate sex. Oh, yeah, I don't like I those. don't like that. I get bored like, real easily. Very easily, and because it, it's just... The same shit over and over again. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Why? Because it reminds you of high school? And <laughs> 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 just kidding, you bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there are only so many orifices that can get filled, you guys. You know? <laughs> so, I'm just saying. The, the Never After series, I was just, like, bored to tears. Yeah. I could not do mm. it. I and, I and I was like, why is this popular? And I just... It's like I hated it. It was I'm bored. Like right. there's no plot, absolutely no plot. So yeah, I need a good storyline to go back up everything else. If it's just nothing but smut, like the whole damn thing is smut. It's I think tiring. I think smut is good for one reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's when your husband's working nights. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is true. Like I just uh, hopefully mom does not listen to this um, <laughs> or or doesn't uh, register. Anyway, uh, <laughs> any any questions, comments about the re- uh, chapters that we are currently reading or just read, or the ones that are near future from you guys? Oh, um, no, Max, no, no, no. Um, I do love the the whole the thing with the wraith. Mm-hmm. Right, right, comes right. in later. Yes. I do like it that it happens. It, I do love that it happens within the same book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Immediate payoff. Right. Right. I think we discussed that. Uh, but dang it, I lost the thought. Uh-huh. Hold on. So I'm, I, I am excited for that. I had a thought. I promise. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, no, it's for the next book. I do not care for how the next book starts off. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Okay, so... But you know what? That that third book, I don't know what it is about that third the, book. Yeah, well, the way the middle it, and the end is, it's awesome. But, like, the first part, I'm like, ugh. No, I, I, like, the, I like the first part. Mm-mm. I think I like it just because of Feyre and Lucian. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but it, it's my guilty pleasure that... To, Tamlin gets jealous of it. Oh my god! I love it. That's I don't so care. I, he's such a freaking. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he's such a. He's shit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And he's, he's such a f- dude. Like. No. Yeah. 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 Regular dude. He okay. So any comments, questions can be emailed to us at three one which is at gmail.com but I do want to invite people to answer our polls. Mm-hmm. We do 
tend to uh, add a poll to our, if you're listening on Spotify, to our episodes. Uh, you have about a week and a half to answer. So far, I think it's just been the three of us answering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, we welcome all our listeners to answer so that we can reveal our answers. Um, otherwise, it's just the three of us and we already know what we voted for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Three Whiny Witches. Um, all podcasts, our podcast is available. <laughs> our podcast <laughs> is available on Apple Podcasts. Again, uh, Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, be nice, of course. Um, if you have any questions or any comments about the podcast, or a- anything that you want to respond to that was mentioned in the podcast, please just let us know through our social media. Until next time. See you later, witches. Toodles. <laughs>